Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to the FWWC tonight. Sit back, relax, and let us take you on a fantastic ride. Ladies and gentlemen, the FWWC tonight starts in five. Four, three, two, one. Enjoy the ride. All right, all right, everybody. That's right. It is Thursday night and time for the F. WWC tonight. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. And boy, do we have a show in store for you. We are ready to go here, so let's get the man in here himself. He is the man, the myth, the legend, the host with the most, Mr. Tonight, but uh, as always, 
Every time I step into the office, every time it seems like every time I take a week off, I guess some bullshit happens. I, I, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? But I got an email right before I got to the office, and I was notified that tonight's show is definitely going to be different. Uh, if you guys need to update, next week will be the go-home show for FWWC, one of our big five, WWC Money in the Bank, and we're going to talk about the cars. We're going to have the champs on. Next show, next, show, uh, next week's show is going to be off the chain. But tonight I was informed, since we got an extra week, since we got a little bit of time, that uh, we're going to do something a little bit different. Now, ladies and gentlemen, you guys know I'm stubborn. I'm an asshole. I don't like change. But I'm going to comply tonight because I'm a fair guy. You know, I can be a nice guy. You know what I'm saying? So tonight, ladies and gentlemen, we will be having none other than Moby Lee, and tonight's show will be the Mo Show. Now, here's the deal. I don't know what the hell is going on. I don't know what the hell is going to happen. All I know that our international superstar, the self-proclaimed multi-time champion, who really ain't won a belt, uh, is going to be by my side this evening. It's the Mo Show. So I don't know what the Mo Show is about, but here on the FWWC tonight, and here in the FWWC, we give all of our superstars an opportunity to shine. All of us are multi-talented. All of us have the capability to entertain. And I believe the Mo Show is going to do this. So, JP, I, I guess he has music. I don't know. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's ready. So, ladies and gentlemen, tuning in to the FWWC tonight. Without further ado, let's get the Mo Show on the road, JP, hit that note, baby. This niggas ain't ready. This niggas ain't ready. Yo, passing it. It's time to show these niggas how we do it. Nah, man, let me get at them, though. Yo. Yo. Here, we ready. Y- y'all in here? Alright, welcome to the Mo Show. First and foremost, I want to say, that intro that you gave me was trash, so I got a better one. Hold up, here we go. Y'all ready for it? Check it out. Matt Hardy here, and I want to introduce each and every one of you, actually the entire world, to the international superstar, my boy, Moby Lee. Yeah. See, the thing is, like my good friend Matt Hardy, follows me on Twitter if you don't believe that. Uh, he real recognized real. So if I'm going to have somebody introduce me, the international superstar, the greatest thing ever come, not only to the FWC, but the entire world, I, I got to have somebody that's a much bigger deal than you. No offense. So, so you're saying I'm not qualified to even do an intro, even though I've been doing this for a long You know what, Moby? I am in the spirit of hospitality this evening. So I'm just going to take those what would say are insults as proper criticism. So I do apologize, sir. I mean, I, it, it's been a week. You know, I, I want to apologize myself. I'm not saying you're not good at your job. You are great at your job. It's just uh-huh. you, you're great at your job in a little pond. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm a big fish. 
I'm a big deal. So you're great at your job interviewing and doing okay. stuff with the little people. But, uh, you know, a superstar like me, I deserve more. That's not saying you you so good, Moby, you good. So, Moby, hold on, bro. Hold on, brother. Hold, hold tight, hold tight. Here, here's the deal, Moby. And I'm not trying to interrupt you on the Mo Show. Uh, I see you've been having interviews going on all day on the thread. Oh, I just, I, I, the, the people need to understand what is happening tonight because you got to understand something, Mo. This is valuable time. We paying for this shit. <laughs> this is very valuable time for the FWWC tonight. We could have anybody on. We could have had the Warriors Star Champion on. We could have had the General Managers on. We could have had El Mata on. We, have, we could even have the Night Owl. But we... I guess it was designated that tonight will be the most show. So please, I'm going to take a little step back. If I need to ask questions, I will, because this is your show, Mo. This is your opportunity to shine. This is your time. You say you are the shit. You have the next 50 minutes to verify that you are the shit. So I'm going to sit back and know and figure out exactly what the hell the Mo show is. So the floor is yours. What is the Mo show, Moby Lee? Well, the Mo Show isn't just about me, you know what I'm saying? It's not about me tooting my own horn, although I am the greatest of all time, and we all know that. But the Mo Show is mostly, you know, to to shout out people, to elevate people. You see in the thread and in the original Mo Show, which I want to talk to you about, actually, so you don't got to kick back uh, completely, is to, you know, give people a platform to talk about this stuff because we have to promos, and we got that. But when it comes to that, how many backstage interviews do we have? How many times do we get to actually get to know the superstars on a personal level how how many times do we actually get to you know talk about our journey and things like that so what i want to do is get as many people on as possible and actually talk to them interview them on the show give them some time to shine you know let them have someone as great as me giving them that platform because that's what we're doing we want to talk about people bringing them in i think we should but before we do that i want to talk to you first like, you are the person I want to interview first, if you don't mind. Oh, really? I mean, I, 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 feel, I, feel, I, feel, I feel kind of, you know, humbled by that, Moby. I mean, nobody really asked me questions. I just deal with all the bullshit, if we're being honest. So thank you, sir. I, I, I guess I'm ready. So what is it that you want to ask me, uh, Moby? <laughs> first is one is a serious question, okay? Like, serious, serious. Okay. I'm, I'm not. You know, I, I'm not here to play nice. You know what I'm saying? So if you offend it, oh well. But th- like, this is something that needs to be known. Where'd you get your start? Where did I get my start? Interesting question. I mean, it's been a while since I told this story. But uh, good lord, ten years ago, uh, myself and a group of friends used to. And this, <laughs> damn, Moby, you taking this all the way back. So back in the day before technology and all this other craziness and the network, we used to have to pay fifty nine ninety nine the WWE pay-per-views. Now, most of us are blue-collar. You know, we don't make a ton of money. So instead of paying that fifty nine ninety nine to watch the pay-per-views, myself and a few of my friends would gather here in a place in Kansas City, Lee Summit to be specific, at a venue called Side Pockets. And Side Pockets used to show – the pay-per-views for free. All you got to do is spend some money, eat some food, drink some beer, have some drinks, don't flip the tables, you're all good. So myself and my round table used to watch the pay-per-views. Now, here's the deal, Moby. We will go back and forth. And this is circa 2010, 
2011. So John Cena was hot. CM Punk was hot. The Miz was hot. Uh, John Cena and The Rock were having their back and forth. This was had to be what some would say the the new golden age of the WWE, the good old days. So we would go back and forth and say, hey, man, you're full of crap. I think John Cena's going to win. Well, you're full of crap. I think CM Punk is going to win. Well, how much money you want to put in? We ain't got a lot of money. If we had money, we'd be at home watching the damn pay-per-view. Well, let's just have a friendly wager. So we would go back and forth, and all of a sudden, you know, it, it started picking up steam. It started picking up notoriety. You know, so we would start keeping scores. We would start, you know, just like fantasy football, taking points, things of that nature, making picks. And all of a sudden, the guys in the in the uh, bar that we was in, the side pocket, started noticing a few more of us to show up, and a lot of us to show up. And the energy was just great. So we said, you know what, let's take this thing to the next level. Let's, let's create some characters. You know, I'll be the asshole Vince McMahon, like you have mentioned before. Uh, somebody else would be like the asshole, uh, Triple H or whatever, and we would create our own characters on our own personas and add that to our Facebook group that we had made 10 years ago. And, I mean, it just took off from there. Uh, the biggest thing that happened was we started uh, to have championships, you know, little $10 belts from Walmart, so we would have the champion of the month or the champion of the week or whatever, you know, whoever won the most matches. But what really turned it, was when we added a gentleman by the name of the Night Owl. You may know him, uh, Renee Martinez. When he came to group, he saw the vision. When he came into the group, he saw that this could be an excellent business opportunity, and he helped me formulate to what you see the FWWC is today. See, back then it was a hobby. Back then it was fun. It was just something to do. But now it is a legitimate business. Now we have legitimate people. We have legitimate sponsors. We have legitimate events. It became something bigger than I would ever envision, and I will be forever grateful not only to the Night Owl remains for Renee Martinez, but all the members from the FWWC around the world. you got to understand something, Mr. International. We're in different countries. We're in different cities. Hell, you yourself are from Florida, and I have no idea how the hell you heard about the FWWC, so I'm going to flip the question back to you. How did the FWWC get dropped on Moby Lee's doorstep? As you know, I'm the International Superstar Mobile And that right there is not something that – a gimmick that I created in the FWWC. That is – I'm actually known around the world. If you see on my social media outside of this, you see I'm followed by thousands of people, friends with, you know, professional wrestlers around the world. So I'm, I'm known around. And someone actually came to me, came to my doorstep, someone that used to live in Florida with me who goes by the name of The Dude. And the dude came to me, and he said, Moby, there is this group that I'm in that's amazing. We have matches. We go for titles. You will be great in there. The way you do your promos, like he basically was selling me on this place, talking how amazing it was and telling me how I'd be such a great fit in there. Like, you got to check it out, man. Come on, check it out. Sent me the stuff, and here I was, just kind of thrown in to the lion's den, not knowing what was going on because I – went in halfway through the season. I kind of just had to figure it out as it came along. I'm still figuring stuff out now. Exactly. And, I mean, it's a fun place, Moby. It's a very, very, very fun place. Uh, and I believe uh, – now, you're – hey, man, if this is your show, man, you you got you to gotta pay attention to JP because you have guests coming in. And I believe there's a guest on hold right now. So, Moby Lee, I'm going to let you handle that since this is technically your show. 
I know it's on hold, and he's going to be brought in when I want him to get brought in. Right now, well, I'm calling things. You can't just you can't just go in and say, "Well, you got to guess." No, they're going to be on hold while I have them on hold. I'm not done with you yet. So I got one uh, one more, well, two questions. When I'm done with those two questions, then we can move along to the other probably better spoken guest than you. So my question is, if okay. you could have an all-star team in the FWWC, members from now, from the past, from the past 10 years, all-star, five-person team, who would you put on your team? Wowzers, on the spot. Well, as much as I hate to admit it, uh, his reputation precedes himself. His accolades also precede themselves. He is also a multi-time champion and one of the longest uh, reigning superstars that have been involved in the WWC. Uh, his consistency is impeccable. The guy's been around for a very, very long time, and he is indeed a thorn in my ass, but he has also been the Warriors champion, FWWC champion, and now is currently one half of the FWWC tag team champions. I got to go with Moxley first, dog. I have to. That's number one. I mean, yeah, he has his ways, but the exact same time, you want winners on your team. Second guy I would go with, uh, damn, put me on the spot, past, present, and future. I got to go with Theory. I got to run with Theory, man. If we're talking about past guys, if we're talking about guys who make an impact, who are pretty hardcore, who don't give a shit about anybody else, I got to run with Theory, man. Theory has been a longtime member of the FWC, former ECW champion, uh, multi-time champion, uh, and an all-around crazy son of a bitch. Uh, third guy that I would add, I got to have some new blood. I got to have some kind of new blood. Um, let's see here. I would have to go with and El Diablo. The reason why I say El Diablo is because when El Diablo came to the FWWC, he brought about something that we hadn't seen in, some, in quite some time. Just look at our posters. Look at our promos. Look at the graphics. Look at what happened and what impact he made when he was here. You know, he came in uh, as a head of fire, uh, brought in our new WWC championship. Uh, I have to say that he is one of the most biggest guys who had a huge vision in a very long time here in the WWC. Uh, fourth guy, hmm, you know what? I might have to go with a lady on this one, Moby Lee. And, I mean, the, the, the ladies don't get a lot of love. The ladies don't get a lot of showcase. The ladies, you know, don't get a lot of, you know, notoriety as they should. But I still got to get props where props is due. So if I had to pick a lady here in the FWC, past, present, and future, uh, I would have to say I have to roll with none other, and this is going to be another one, the queen of extremes. Now, Moby, this is before your time. This is before, you know, you was here inducted in the FWC. And a lot of people don't know about the Queen of Extreme, but she established the badass when it comes to the women's division. Multi-time ECW champion, former women's champion. Hell, she slapped me in the damn face at one point in time. Uh, and last but not least, if I had to pick a fifth person here in the FWC, if I had to pick someone, the fifth member of an all-star team, 
that would pretty much blow the water out of everybody, I ain't going to lie, Moby Lee. I got to pick my damn self. Why? Because I'm the guy that created the son of a bitch. I'm the guy that knows the ins and outs. I'm the person, Moby Lee, and don't you forget it, who helped build and mold, and you would not be here unless it was for me. So that's my all-star team, myself and the four previous mentioned. Your thoughts, sir? I mean, I think that's a great team. I was honored to pick Daniel Grimm, at least from my time here. That's probably one of the most, if not the most, decorated superstar that I've come to, you know, to blows with, besides Monster, which I also have. Mm, I mean, Grimm is cool, but here's the, here's, the, here's the thing. Here's the thing, Moby. I got range, brother. I got range. Like I said, I've been here for 10 years. I mean, yeah, he probably would have went on my squad if we were having a different conversation or a different subject. But we're talking about all-stars. We're talking about people who establish this group. We're talking about people who build this foundation. You know, I'm kind of an old-school guy, you know what I'm saying? So no offense to anybody that I didn't mention, but if I need some people to win, those are my people that's going to win straight up. All right, last question. There was a mystery box, and the mystery box said that they get their own pay-per-view. And if Inferno goes on their thread, we lose two points. Inferno made their own thread, didn't comment on that thread at all, Instead of, you know, just not uh, punishing us because we didn't break any rules, you instead added a second punishment. Why is that? Because that had nothing to do with the original mystery box. Is it because they cried because we outperformed them with the original Mo Show and had twice as much activity on our post than an actual pay-per-view post? Well, it sounds like you're trying to cause a little bit of ruckus from a decision that was already put in place and made. Uh, As I said before, Moby Lee, I am but a – yes, I am part of the board of directors. And to be honest with you, sometimes there are some tough decisions. Uh, Sometimes there are some tough negotiations. But at the exact same time, there is no bias against Inferno. There's no ill will. And to be honest with you, the board of directors could have just said piss on it and punish the entire team. This isn't a punishment. This is an opportunity to showcase some amazing talent. This is an opportunity to put the sixth best from Inferno and the sixth best from Infinite. Now, was there a loophole or some backdoor action or something of that nature involved uh, with Inferno having their own conversation, their own thread? Yeah, I don't know. But the exact same time, this is the best resolution that the board of directors decided that it would be. So that's, that's my answer on that one. Solution. And the reason it is a punishment, and I'm not against the actual match at all. That's pretty cool. My problem is it's a either not be a part of SummerSlam, which had nothing to do with any of the rules, or lose two points. A better solution would be if we win, there's no consequence. If we lose, we lose two points. Not being a part of SummerSlam had nothing to do with anything. It was just something to add up. And it's a slap in the face to say if you win, it can be by, you know, not jumping on that thread. So, yeah, that is a punishment. Cool match. But well, I, I mean, I don't mean to interrupt you, Moby, but Inferno, and I don't know what the deal is. I mean, you're just now, being, you're just now getting on the scene. Inferno has always been a very controversial brand. 
when it was ran by Sister Hawk. Uh, like, it, 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 is, it, it has always had this notion of being the bad boys or the bad guys of the WWC. Everybody has an ego. Everybody has an attitude. Everybody has an agenda. Everybody thinks they're better than the rest of everybody else. So Inferno has always had this notion of breaking the rules, of not always playing fair, of doing what they want to do, doing what they want to do, if you will. Unfortunately, Moby Lee, it can't be like that, and not in this season. Excuse me, not in this season. Not with everything on the line. There has to be discipline on both brands, and a major shout-out to none other than Hardcore Hoss, uh, who is a, also a winner of the brand battle, and who holds down Infinite. You know, there's minimal to no problems on Infinite. Everybody is cordial. Everybody does what, they're, does what they're supposed to do and instructed. There's not a lot of issues. But when you go to Inferno, it's like hell in a damn handbasket. Somebody is always arguing. There's always some controversy. There's always some bullshit. And that isn't good for the brand battle, Mr. Moby Lee. It has to be fair. There has to be some, some decorum, if you will. And if this is a way to teach Inferno about decorum, then let it be. That's just my two cents on that. I think what, what this is just you trying to be as politically correct as possible and trying to seem like a nice guy as much as you can when we all know what's really happening. You pull on the strings. You got the little Vince McMahon thing going on. You're really a bad guy, but you don't want people to know that. But that's besides the point, because the most show isn't just about Juan Mills. No, I have some guests, some people who are eager to tell their story, and that's what I'm about to do. So, JP, if you will, can you please ring on the first guest of the Hello? Am I – Scotty, can you hear me? <laughs> Wow! Hey man, how's it going? How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Um, I gotta, I gotta send JP a link to my, to my theme song. We gotta get that rocking out here. <laughs> but uh, I'm exactly. good. You I, 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 Dude, what's uh, up? Me, 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 and you are good friends. We know each other in person, you know. And there is something that I, I need to tell you. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you've been to my house. We've known mm-hmm. each other for years. And I hope, like, I genuinely hope this question doesn't, like, stop our friendship or, like, cause any bad blood. But I need to know, where did you get your start? Oh, man. I got to I gotta unpack that. Uh, well, you know, uh, I guess I got to take it back to, to where my, my love of wrestling began. And I think the earliest memory I have was I was a little dudester like about 2000, maybe like 2002 or three. And my uncle, he had a PlayStation and, you know, I, I'm me being the gamer that I am. I saw it and I was like, I'm going to play that. And he says, Hey, you want to play Tekken? And I was like, what's Tekken? And so we boot up the game and there's a character. I, I don't know if any of the people out there listening know this character, but his name is King. And he's a, he's a Jaguar faced pro wrestling character. And that was just sort of like, the beacon that was the that was the, the the shine in my eye that I realized oh my god this is what I want to do I want to I want to be a wrestler and then that sort of inspired me and then from there I played more and more fighting games and learned more and more of these things and it just sort of fell into place where you know I got a match one night and the next thing I know well you know I'm the dude <laughs> 
That's awesome, man. That is incredible. And as you see, I just jumped in right away, and I didn't wait for like 30 seconds of silence, making it really awkward like normal host really uh, normally does. I like that, though. I think that's awesome. I think that's a great feel-good story. And honestly, man, this whole time, you've been kind of like an underdog, like the person that almost gets it, the person that's just not quite good enough. And you finally got there. You leveled up little by little. You got to the point. You took out one of the greatest superstars in this group, and you became a champion. How does that feel? It it was a surreal moment. You know, I towards the tail end of that match, I was I was running on instinct, and the next thing I knew, you know, I I had pinned Lilith and. But it, part of part of me knew what I was doing, you know. I, I I had always been, you know, the bridesmaid and not the bride. And I know that's a weird comparison being a guy and all, but it, it's one of those things where I finally delivered on the thing that secretly I think everybody in the FWWC knew I was capable of, but now it was like that was my moment. And it's only just going to continue from there, you know. Speaking of continuing from there, I know you talk about how, you like to elevate the championship. You want to be a fighting champion. What are your plans to make that championship just as relevant and important as, let's say, the Warriors Heart Championship or the World Championship? Well, it's funny you mention that because as much as everybody got on my case about the fact that, you know, it's, it is the champion, it's not the challenger. It, the thing is, is notice how many people are talking about the, the, the hybrid television championship after my, my, my attempt at challenging Daniel Grimm, you know? The, the fact that Nightmare Jones is next in line, he wants to square up for this title, and I'm going to be honest, I, I plan on holding on to it, so I'll see you there after Money in the Bank, buddy. But the, the fact that everybody is, you know, paying attention to it, you know, I, I don't think it boils down to, oh, well, a champion is somebody who defends their title and that's it because I feel like that's why they fall into obscurity in the first place. Everybody kept showing up, trashing everybody, and then leaving and never mentioning it. I think a title should speak for itself. I think the fact that, you know, I don't mention that I'm champion. People know I'm champion. But also, in answering your question, sorry, you know, I, I plan to just keep doing what I do best. That is, that is wrestling, showing up every night, showing everybody what I plan to do, and then, you know, just – getting everybody to talk about this title and the people who plan on fighting for it because people want this championship. People want all the championships in this, in this industry. And I think, I think it's when you start to frame that, when you start to frame that, that image of people scratching and clawing and biting to try and rip these titles away from the last person who wanted it, that's when people start to notice you're a good champion because you, you do it for the belt. You don't just do it for yourself. But it's when you do that in unison that everybody's like, that's a good championship reign. I, I love that. I love that, really. And, and the reason I do things like this with the Mo Show, too, that's, I'm not going to say not to toot my own horn because I'm about to toot my own horn. When I look at your promos, when people look at your promos, they see someone playing video games, just doing stuff. It doesn't really seem like you take things seriously. You kind of just go with the flow and have fun. And what I'm seeing right now, it looks like you're taking things extremely seriously, and you're not, you know, doing whatever you can to duck and dodge to hold on to the championship. You did something pretty ballsy, and you instantly called out Daniel Grimm, and you instantly wanted to put your championship on the line. Tell me, what made you want to do that as soon as you got your first championship? 
Because I wanted to show everybody that I, I'm not just about winning the championship. I, I think that's the problem is that a lot of people win the title and they, they're directionless. They don't know where to go. And I thought, you know what, no, it's losing a championship is inevitable. Even the greatest champions lose them. So the way I see it is that if you are going to go out, you go out with a ball of fire. And if you don't go out in a ball of fire, then you keep riding that stride. You keep working on it until you, you know, you ride that horse all the way you can until it eventually gives out. You don't, a lot of people like to walk and I'm running through the gates. I don't know what's going to end up there, but you got to see where it goes, you know? And so the only person I knew who could deliver on that was Daniel Grimm. It, it was sort of, I, to get a little emotional back here, it was, it was sort of my first nights in the FWWC, me and him squared off and Towards the tail end of our match, I lost, but he told me something. He said, you're going to go far in this business, kid. And then he knocked my lights out with a shining wizard, or a running knee, as you will. And, you know, I was staring up at the lights, but that, that stuck with me. And I think, I think it's just sort of a proving ground for me, that I want to show him that I'm on that level. And even if I don't get the W this Sunday, trust me, I don't plan on doing that, but if I don't get the W on, on Money in the Bank I still want to know that I tried. You know, it's, it's one thing to sit there and hold on to the gold like some, you know, desperate person clinging on to the last minutes of fame you have before the belt is ripped away from you. It's another thing to kick and scratch and punch and do everything you can to, to you know, to say that you did it. You know, I think that's the problem is that a lot of people, they, they, they're desperate to just, you know, hold on to that little bit of a title that they have left. And then when they do lose, it's, it's an upset because, you know, people don't care about the fact that you're holding the belt. It's what you do with that belt, the choices you make. And I think it's a two-man street. I can elevate this title, but someone who can elevate this title as well as me is Daniel Grimm. He wants to – I think he can hold on to this belt just as well as I plan on doing. And, you know, whoever the greatest champion is is going to walk out. But I guess that's in, – in answering your question – I guess it's just because I know he can give me a challenge for it. He's, he's the man who showed me that I do have potential in this group and that this is my chance to prove it. Even if I lose, you know, I think they'll know, I think everybody will stop and say, damn, this kid held that belt at the highest caliber. I love that. I think that it's great. And I want you to know that whoever wins your match, I'm going to be gunning for him after that. So be ready. <laughs> One thing I want to say as, right before I let you go and bring on the other guests. One thing I would like to see from you, and this, this is just it's humble, because we, we all know I'm, I'm extremely humble. I want to see a mean from the dude. I want to see some more aggression and fire from the dude. I've seen some of it when you're responding to Grim. I, I like the whole happy-go-lucky. I think that's great. But I want to see you bring that key. I want you to put in these people's mind not to mess with the dude, to take the dude seriously, to let them know what the dude is capable of. I don't want to hear, I'm going to try my best and we'll see if I win. No, I want to hear, I'm going to dominate Daniel Grimm and I'm going to be a double champion because that's what the dude does. That's what I want to see from you. Well, if I can add to that before I head out, for those who don't know, me and Daniel are currently under a no-contact contract, if you will, these past couple of days leading up to our event. So Marcus doesn't want us blowing our, blowing our match before it actually happens. So I thought 
Well, we're probably gearing up for the biggest fight of our lives, and I couldn't think of a match more suitable for that for this Sunday than the match that I plan on saying, which is an Iron Man match. Me and Grim have everything to give come, come money in the bank. We plan to leave it all in the ring. Our record is currently tied right now, and I, if I can add to what you were saying, Moby, I plan on winning that title. I plan on giving Grimm everything. I plan on showing everybody what the dude is capable of. I will walk out with both of those championships because the Iron Man match, this is the definitive match for champions and proving grounds for the people that people look down on in FWWC, in wrestling. And the dude is here to show that he is the Iron Man during and after this match. I want to walk away with both championships, fighting everybody possible, fighting anybody who wants to square up and doubt me, because I know I... Oh, boy. Did I cut out there? Like, you going to greet your grandkids, Damn it. It's your show. What the hell are you doing, man? Or do I, have to do, you, or do I have to do your job for you? Since you're the international superstar and best host of the FWC. Matter of fact, Daniel Graham, give me two seconds, sir. I know you're there. I apologize. Our Warriors are champions. Uh, Moby, I do have a question for you. I need to be notified because, like I said, I was off for a week. I've been looking at different things. Uh, what is your current status with the Hardcore Championship? Because I'm hearing rumors that you're no longer the number one contender. So since you're putting me in the tough spot, I'm going to ask you the tough question, and then I'll let you get to our Warriors Heart champion, Daniel Grimm. So that's the question I got for you, sir. All right. I'm going to answer that right now. But first off, Grimm, I respect you. You're not just going to come up in here when I'm in the middle of something. I got to introduce you. I'm not Dewan Mills. I'm not going to accept that respect, disrespect. I don't need no introduction. No, 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 no. You're not doing this to me. I'm not a pushover like the BOD. You're not doing that to me. With that being said, yeah, the coward of a general manager, Marcus Mayhem, got to a match and wanted to go against me for my number one contendership, even though other people just handed itself like it did Jake Wyatt, which he completely fumbled. But it doesn't matter because I'm going against him on Friday, and I'm getting that number one contendership back. The only reason he beat me is because Swag came in, hit me with the low blows, and Marcus came in. After this, I said it in the match, called him out that Swag cannot interfere, and we all know that Marcus can't beat me because he never did before getting that external help. That's not going to have anything to do with anything because I'm beating him and taking out swag at Money in the Bank. With that being said, because it's not about me, it's about you right now. Miss the Grim, listen, you right now, someone I honestly respect. I look at you as a rival. I love your work. How are you doing, man? What's going on? Well, you know what? I didn't ask 
you know, for this time slot to be stolen. So let's find out exactly what the dude was talking about before he was so rudely interrupted. Dude, you still here? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm, Is he I'm hoping. <laughs> I don't like to interrupt people, but, you know. Well, well I that. mean, neither do I, but apparently they decided to do that and make me look like the asshole. <laughs> I don't think you need so, help so in doing that. What y'all saying is they're they doing stuff behind the scenes to make it seem like he's cutting you off disrespecting you. So they're, they're causing problems in between the superstars. That's crazy. See, we're not going to have no, this I, on Mojo. We are going to have a civil court. So let's, let's finish what you were saying, and then Grim reply to that. Well, since I have you on the line, Grim, you go out of your way to tell me that I need to start delivering. And you know what? You do give me the kick in the pants that I need to start going for this, but you best believe that I am coming for that Warriors Heart Championship. And I hope you can agree on this Iron Man match because I know you're booking your hands just as much as I'm ready to book these peers, bro. I'm ready to deliver, okay? And it's much like Moby said, I will win the Warriors Heart Championship. It's not about, oh, well, what, can I do it? Will I do it? It's respect this, respect that. I, I will earn my respect. That's the difference. I don't plan on gaining it. I plan on earning it in this Iron Man match. Because the thing is, Grim, I'm going to be the one to tell you this. I think the new generation scares you. I think you're scared you're going to get left in the dust when I win that Warriors Heart Championship because I know you can compete. I know you can bring it, but you know that I've beaten you. You know I've beaten Lilith, and I know she scares you. So the thing is, the, the dude may not deliver as much as you think he does in terms of consistency. You may be on matches every single night, but I'm bringing the matches that people are remembering. I am the Russian roulette of the FWWC. People play that game against me, and they think they're going to take it easy, but the next thing they know, they click that revolver, and it's right there, a bullet between the eyes when the dude beats anyone who stands up to him in the FWWC. Grim, what do you have to say to that? Well, I mean... First off, I've never told you that you have to gain my respect. You've earned my respect. Obviously, you earned it, what, three months ago now that we've been building up to this this one match that you now want to be an Ironman match. Well, kudos to you. You finally did get that kick in the ass that you finally needed to actually deliver something to me that made it seem like you were worthy of being in the ring for the Warriors Star Championship. And you say that you will win it. It's not whether you can or you think you will or you have enough whatever behind you to think that you will win it. Well, I will retain it, and I will take your hybrid television championship, and I will prove that no matter what generation it is, whether the old school wants to come back, whether these new crews want to come in, Daniel Grimm's going to stay, and Daniel Grimm's going to stay at the top. Because no matter what happens, you may be able to outwork me. You may be able to outtalk me. I don't care about all that. What I do is win championships, kick ass, and stay at the top. Dude. Well, then I think you're in for a rude awakening because the dude plans on becoming the next top of the FWWC. And I don't think there's enough space for the both of us. And even if you knock me down, I plan on climbing back up as many times as I need to. But I don't know if you can take the fall as hard as I can because that's my whole career in the FWWC is reaching and reaching and falling and getting back up and climbing back up until I conquer, because that is how winning's done. That is how winning's done for the dude. And I'm quite the, the top, the, this, the clock is ticking, Daniel Grimm, and it spells disaster for you at money in the bank. The dude is coming for that spot. 
homie, I don't know if you've realized this yet, but I'm a four-time Warriors Art champion. You know what that means? I had to lose. That means you've lost it three times. Exactly. I fell off the top three times. So I'm going to make that five. You want to talk about you being the person that has always had to conquer, you know, falling at the bottom. I've lost the title three times. I've gained it four. You know what that means? Even if I lose to you, I'm going to come back and win it again because that's nothing anybody does that has ever done to me has kept me down. You want to talk about being kept down. This is your first championship run, homie. How many times have you actually failed at getting a championship before this one? As many as I need to to keep it. Yeah, you say that until it finally comes up and you lose it, and then you're stuck at the bottom again. Look at everybody else that has faced me for this championship. Look at Jake Wyatt. Look at Heal Deal. Look at anybody else that's always been in, you know, a multi-man match. Six people, seven people. It never mattered. Anytime Daniel Grimm came out with that championship, Daniel Grimm elevated that championship to what it is. So what exactly does it take to be a warrior? What does it look like to have the heart of a warrior? Look no further, bruh. You know, you say that, and the thing is, I'm, I'm, I'm noticing something. I'm, I'm hearing a lot of what I heard the last time we squared off, and that's the thing. You, you say what it has to have to take, what it takes to make a champion, and what it takes to make a warrior. But would you, can I, can I ask you a real question? Do you think I have the warrior's heart? Yeah, I think you need to keep on your level. That's why come money in the bank, after that 60 minutes, I'm going to show you why you should, you should have just stayed in your lane, and you shouldn't have thrown your title on the line. And I'll show you why I belong in this lane, why I know where my lane is at. All right. Hey, Nate. How's life? I don't know. It's all right. I've been dealing with some things like every human being and really didn't sleep much last night. I'm sorry. That's fine. I just think I need a little me time. I just think I need a little free time. A little break from the shows and the bus rides. Yeah. Last year I had a breakdown. Thoughts telling me I'm lost, getting too loud. Had to see a therapist and I found out. Something funny's going on up in my house. Yeah, started thinking maybe I should move out. You know, pack my car, take a new route. Clean up my yard, get the noose out. Hang up my heart, let it air out. I've been searching. What does that mean, Nate? I've been learning. Well, 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 well. If it isn't two of my top stars on Infernal Brand. Hey, that's not fair. That wasn't Blackzilla music. You know what? The Welcome times have changed. Yeah, you, you know, um, of course, you have to save the most prestigious of guests towards the end of the show. I mean, it's only right that Marcus Mayhem makes his appearance now. Now, by all means, I'm not here to take the shine away from, you know, our Warriors Heart champion, you know, one of the greatest who have ever done it, Warriors Heart champion, and the dude, you know, one of our up-and-coming superstars. But Marcus Mayhem is here, Moby, and I think it's time for you to do your job and give me the great interview you promised me. You're right. And I know you would never, ever take shine away from your up-and-coming superstars, including, you know, stealing number one contender spot. We're not going to get to that. Uh, ma'am, you you are a great, great, great general manager. Definitely not a complete coward 
you're not, you know, this egotistical, horrible person that people say. I don't know why people say stuff like that. Like, I don't know why people say that you try to hog all the spotlight and that you're obsessed with yourself. That That's just rumors and chatter. I want to know the real mayhem. That's, that's what I want. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to start it off like this. Because I'm going to ask you something that I didn't ask anyone else. Where did you get to start? Where did mayhem start? Come on. Everyone knows the backstory of Marcus Mayhem. I came, I saw, I conquered. I started in this group six years ago, and I remember my first match against the quote-unquote feared young blood, and I beat the brakes off of him. It was cake. It was easy. And I said to myself, this is the level of competition you throw at me? I'm insulted. So finally, the BLD had the brains to start feeding me more competition. And before you know it, I was UXT champion. In no time, I was UXT champion. Everyone knows the story. That's when I really showed my heelness. I turned on Arden Murphy, and then I beat him for the UXT championship. I know it's it's in folklore. I know my past has been sketchy, especially since I joined La Familia when I got the call up. But there's nobody, it's really nobody in the FWWC who's who's just who's done as much as I have when it comes to playing the game the right way. Like yes, I know I'm not a good guy. That's fine. But I want everyone to know that being a heel is not just being mean. No, you have to be smart. You have to be strategic. I've done so much on screwing people over, underhanded tactics to get what I want. I mean, come on. Curtis knows. Hell, even you know, Moby. I just took your number one contendership from you because I felt like it. Well, let's be clear here. You didn't beat me fair and square in a match. You had your boy Swag come in and give me the low blow. Because when me and you went one-on-one the first time, I beat you. And the only time you beat me is when you had help. But that's okay because when we go against each other again, it's not going to happen because we both know that you can't beat me one-on-one. Oh, boy. Well, we're going to see you tomorrow. I know you wanted your rematch. You wanted a shot to win it back. And me being as gracious as I am, I decided, yeah, I'll give you a shot. So tomorrow well, night I'm going to beat you again. I'm the gracious one by allowing you to have the international superstar on your brand and in your presence. We both know that. I mean, you are Don't a great forget. Don't get me wrong. No, but the no. Superstar Do not forget. Me. I did not trade for you, Moby. I did not trade for you. It was that incompetent Jake Wyatt who traded for you. That's how he you ended up on here. He I did not trade for you. horrible. I agree. Jake Don't Wyatt. forget. But Don't if he's incompetent, why did you, you give him a championship match? I'm just curious because he didn't earn it. You just said yourself he's incompetent. Why did you give him a championship match against the Warriors Heart champion, Daniel Grimm? Because I felt bad. I felt bad, you know, he well, being pity. put on the spot like that. Wow. You know, I, 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 I want to do something nice for him. You heard it here, folks. I, I did what was right, but that does not that excuse. Embarrassing. Your, it doesn't excuse 
your your attitude, Moby. Don't forget, I put you under my wing to make you great. And now that you've smelt some type of success, now you think you can be greater than me? No, Moby, this is not how this works, and you know it. I mean, I, I was always greater than you. When we were a tag team in a power and glory, I was the best one. We already knew that. But this isn't about me. This is about you. The Mo Show is about the people. So here's my second question. You, as a great general manager, why is Inferno losing so badly in the brand battle? Because ultimately that falls on you. Well, everyone knows that there's different levels to this. I know you have your conspiracy theories about the BOD having something against us. And, you know, sometimes, you know, I share that same sentiment. But at the end of the day, how I look at it is that Infinite, they're, they're, they're the better team. But guess what? It's not how you start. It's how you finish. And right now they're doing a hell of a job. I'm not going to take anything away from Infinite and the job Hardcore Hoss has done. But this is the fun part because they're going to get comfortable because they know my roster is eons better than theirs. Everyone can agree on that. It's just a matter of time before the tables have turned. So I'm not even sweating it, Moby. I'm not sweating it at all. They're they're beating us. They're winning. And that's fine. They've been getting a lot of breaks that we haven't gotten. But don't worry. At the end of the day, I'm not worried. Inferno I'm is going to be the team that wins. I want that. I want you to step if, up, do a better job in leading Inferno, and actually go and dominate Hoss at SummerSlam. That's what I want to see from you. I want you to do a better job. Well, at the end of the day, Moby, tomorrow – I'm going to beat your ass, and you're never going to see that hard You are going to again. be dominated, and I'm going to embarrass you. You are man. going to lose tomorrow. Egg. Get him out of here. Get him out of here. I got popcorn I to get. get I'm out of here. Hey, oh, cut him off. JP, get rid of him. I'm, I'm kicking him out. Is, is, he, is he out? Because I don't, I don't know if, if JP did it or not. I, just, I hope he did. I'm trying to do some leeway. You know what I'm saying? You use my power over here. I I heard, I heard, I hope he's still there. Uh, we should have Robert on the line. Robert, if you're still here, let's bring him in. I got a couple questions for him. Moby, 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 I am here. Welcome, man. How's it going? Look, I'm be honest with you. We don't have that much time left, so it's going to be quick, but I want to let you know right away. The promo you just put out was incredible. Uh, if you guys haven't seen Robert talk about how he hasn't been getting a lot of shots, how he deserves shots, I've seen a fire in you that you're pissed off, you're angry that you don't have it, and you're asking for a chance. I don't want you to ask for it. I want you to just take it. So the floor is yours. I want you to let the FWWC universe know why Robert deserves the shot at the top champions in the FWWC. Why Robert should have it is the better question is how long is it going to take for them to realize how great I am? They haven't seen this much fire since I was up against Marcus Mayhem. 
Marcus Mayhem lit that fire underneath my ass, and I let it sizzle down. Because there has not been a settled story. I don't know what is going on behind closed doors and what's going on with the creative team, but I'm really sick and tired of getting these pity little title shots that I've already held. People want to go after titles that they've never held, and that is me. I want to go after titles that I never held, and they've always wanted to put me in a mid-card act, and I deserve better. But yet they want to give these people like Orny these chances, people like Rage these chances. But yet we're stuck in the mid-card act. You all want to say, hold on, you all want to say that La Familia gets handed everything? Well, we're not talking about La Familia. We're talking about Robert. And, and this, I, I, this, I don't this want to ties in. This I don't ties care. This real quick, because it's going to help you. It's going to help you. What I want from you is to not say when are they going to realize that how good I am, and actually go out there and show them how good you are. Because you have to stop waiting to say, "Notice me, notice me. I'm doing good. Notice me." And you got to go out there and you got to make it. I am that good, and you're going to see it now. I am that good. Watch me do this. You got to go out there and you got to do it. You can't have them in I do it day in and day out. When are they going to do it? Go out there and do it. That's what I want to see you do. I want to see you go out there, and I want to see you do it. I want to see you dominate it. I want to see you kill it there. Because you said yourself when you went against me that they look at you like you're the bottom of the barrel, a lot familiar. Well, here's what I want. I don't want, and there's no, I'm not going to throw shade to La Familia. La Familia is the most powerful stable in the group. I don't want you to get lost in the flow of the hundreds of people in La Familia. I want to see you stand out on your own. I want to see you, Robert, be the main name that pops up in La Familia after that. I don't want to be like, this is one of La Familia's many people down there. Like, I want you to like stand out and say, you are there. And you've got to make La Familia be proud to have you instead of you just being one of many of them. Because when you're in a group with that much people, it makes it harder to stand out. So what are you going to do to make yourself stand out? What are you going to do to show them that you need to get those championships? And the last question, who do you want to go after? Because if it was me, even though that's your boss, I'd go after Mata because that's the top champion and he's the double champion. I want to go after the top titles don't matter who owns them right offhand. Right when I go after through sick, sick will be that example why I am better than him. That I should be looked more than him. That was your answer? It doesn't matter if it's Graham. It doesn't matter if it's Mata. It really doesn't matter at all. Because when I go after those top, want to go after those tops, I will go after it. No ifs, ands, or buts. Then I will take matters into my own hands 
and not ask for those opportunities, that I will take those opportunities. I don't care what, you know, Hardcore Hoss has to say about it, or Dwan Mills, or Mata, who's ever on that BOD staff. I'm tired of waiting. I really am. I've been here for years, and I've been sitting back and patiently not bitch and not cry about these opportunities, unlike the others that's on my brand, and I will go after it even if I'm not given an opportunity. Yeah, go after it anyway, and that's what I want to see. I want to see you thrive. I want to see you do good. I've competed with you on your roster, both in Inferno and in Infinite. I know what you're capable of. I truly hope you realize your potential. I think you need to be more uh, confident in yourself and your abilities. I want you to be more aggressive and go after it. I don't want you to ask for anything. I want you to just do it. Show up, show out, and prove that you're better than everyone else. Thank you, Robert, for coming on the Mo Show, which just also happens to be on FWWC tonight. Thank you so much for coming. We appreciate you. One more shout-out to the Wrestle Talk Podcast and everyone else. Shout-out to Dewan McMahon. I'm Mills. Dewan Mills. Uh, JP, I'm, everyone I'm still here, dude. I, I thank I'm you still all here. so much for doing this. I appreciate you all from the bottom of my heart. Like, I mean that. I know it seems like I'm a dick. I'm a horrible person. But like Marcus said, being heel isn't just being mean. You know what I'm saying? Like, my message is still clear. It's just a different way to get to it. And I, if I have to be that dick that people have to rally against to fire them up, to give them that kick, to give them that extra motivation to be who they need to be, then I'm going to do that. With that being said, I am handing it off with to Duan Mill. Well, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. As I said before, and I'll say again, the FWWC Tonight is a platform for many FWWC superstars to showcase, to uh, be flamboyant and show off their talent, you know, just to be who we are in this amazing fantasy wrestling group, the premier fantasy wrestling group. And as I said before, next week will be the go-home show for FWWC Money in the Bank. We're going to hear from the general managers. We're going to hear from the superstars. We're going to hear from the champions. It will be a very, very (coughs) prestigious show. And please make sure you tune in next week. But, Moby, I got one more thing to say to you, sir, before we get out of here. Uh, You keep saying DeWan McMahon, DeWan this and DeWan that. Brother, I have an entire arsenal that's still in my closet. I got the money. I got the paint. Oh, you never know who you're going to get. <laughs> Good night, ladies and gentlemen. We'll talk to you next week. Yeah, international. Yeah. Ready. See y'all later. <laughs>